What happened to your hand? I have heard this question more times than I could possibly count. You see, when I was about 18 months old, I was playing in my little living room with my twin sister and my older brother, and I chased after a block or some sort of toy, and I put my hand underneath a space heater, and it got caught between that toy and the oil pipe, causing a pretty severe burn on my right index finger, of which I still bear the scar. For most of my life, I've just answered with what I've just told you. That happened. I've never known my hand not to have that scar. But that scar, that story, are with me always. And again, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't even really think about it. But when I was about nine, maybe ten years old, and people would ask me that, I would be a little bit of ashamed or afraid. I still remember one summer playing baseball, and that was the summer we were learning how to pitch, and so they were teaching us you know, how to hold the ball and stuff like that. And I became very aware of that scar on my finger. And even a little bit of ashamed. And wanted to hide it. I didn't want people to see it. All of us, in some way, shape, or form, bear the wounds and the scars of life. Some of them are very obvious. People notice that this person is broken in some particular way. Some of those things people would never know about us unless we shared with them. But those wounds, those scars, mark everything that we do in life, and perhaps every relationship. And each one of us bears those marks. Perhaps you in your life have been abused or neglected or hurt in some capacity. You always bear that with you. As much as even when you overcome it, it's still there. One of the great wounds in my life that none of you would know unless I told you was that my best friend, my priest, he, we, we were in formation together, we were ordained together as priests, he made a series of terrible decisions, got a woman pregnant and had to leave the priesthood and the Dominican order. You would never know that. But in every relationship, I carry that scar, that wound. Because I trusted him. I thought we were on the same page. I thought we could go together and, and we could share with each other and deeply invest in each other. I thought that's what was happening. But it turns out that it wasn't that way. And so there's that wound, there's that scar on my heart that marks everything that I do. The wounds that we carry, the scars that we have are with us always. And sometimes, and this is the real challenge in life, we can start making those barriers between us and other people. We can start looking at the ways in which I, my body is, the way in which my mind works, or the way in which my heart reacts, and that can start to become a barrier between me and other people. That's a natural response because we're hurt, because we want to protect that area of our life that is hurt. It's taken me, this was five years ago, that my classmate had all of these indiscretions and left the priesthood in the order, that's still something that I'm working my way through because I don't want to trust, because I've been hurt like that. And sometimes I'm self-conscious about my hand, although very rarely anymore, but sometimes that's still there. It's still, I still think about that. I still wonder, what would my hand look like without that scar? And I would never know because I've never seen it that way. Our wounds are with us always. 
And those barriers, unfortunately, they can become not just barriers and obstacles between our interpersonal relationships. They can become part of my identity. And this is where the devil really gets after us. Where we start to see ourselves, where I start to look at myself and identify as that wound, as that scar. I'm that person who did that thing, and I can never overcome that. I am that person who had that thing done to himself or herself, and therefore that's who I'm always going to be. I'm no good. I'm not worth it. And we tell ourselves these lies, and they destroy us. They tear our hearts apart. They ruin us. And so it should shake us to our core. When Jesus rises from the dead and comes to his apostles, he says to them, peace be with you. And what does he give to them? What does he show to them but his wounds? The worst that the world had to throw at another human being. The cruelty of humanity glorified and wondrous to behold. St. Peter says it so eloquently in his first letter, by his wounds you are healed. When Jesus shows us his wounds, he is not only showing us the marks of his glorification, I have overcome sin and death, he is telling us. He's also telling us that those things on your heart and on your body, those things about which you are ashamed, I come to heal that. I come to set you free. And it is in that that you will know my glory. So beautifully, we see in this gospel this dichotomy between the apostles who were in the upper room on the first day and St. Thomas, who wasn't with them. And it reminds us that for some of us, when we hear that promise of Jesus or when he exclaims to us, peace be with you, and we see the wounds on Jesus, we can believe and we can respond. But for some of us, such as our doubt, such as our struggles, such as the depths of our own brokenness, our own scars, our own wounds, that Jesus comes the step further. He always comes closer to us. Even in his brokenness, he says, and he shows us that touch me in that, Thomas. And here's the power of all of this. When Thomas puts his finger in the nail marks and his hand in his side, it is actually Jesus who touches and heals Thomas. When we go to the Lord, When we turn to him in our time of need, it is he who actually comes to us and brings us himself. When we go to confession, and we should especially remember the importance of regular confession on this Divine Mercy Sunday. When we go to Jesus and bring him our woundedness, our scars, our open, foul, and festering things, it is he who comes to us and into the very depths of us and heals us and makes us whole. Do not be afraid of his love for you. But it starts with that willingness to take that risk, to to open your heart, to seek after the Lord, to follow him, to trust that the commands and the promises that he has made will be fulfilled, even if they are crazy. Remember how crazy Thomas must have thought his friends were when they said, Jesus is risen from the dead. That's never happened before. And yet, he is alive. But Thomas takes the risk. Now, if you were to come to me and say, I saw your grandpa on the street. Both of my grandfathers have been dead for many years. I would think you are mistaken or you're crazy. I wouldn't trust you. 
But Thomas trusted. He came back. He was willing to allow, I don't know if I quite get this. He suspended that for a moment, took that step, and Jesus brought him healing. And what a lesson that is for each and every one of us to bring to the Lord the things of our heart. To not be afraid to take that step, to come to him, to pour our hearts out so that he can meet us there, he can heal us. And not only that, he can give us a path forward. Because we see not only the healing that Jesus brings, we also see the path forward in that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. We need to spend our time living and forming ourselves according to the teachings of Christ, the Apostles, and the Church. We need to spend our time in community with one another. We need the Eucharist, and we need to pray. It's not just come and be healed, it's come and here's this new way of life, this new way of going forward, so that when you are broken, so that when you are wounded, so that when you are ashamed and fearful, you know where you can go. You know to whom you can turn. It's so easy for us to hear that question. What happened to your hand? What happened in that relationship? What happened to your family? What happened to your heart? And to fall and to cry and to wither. But Jesus comes to us today and he says, peace be with you. Bring me that broken heart. Bring me those broken dreams. Bring me that frustration. Here are my wounds. Touch them and let me heal your wounds. The world offers us confusion. The first words of the risen Lord, the first words that he says to each and every one of us in confession, the first words he says to us every time we receive him, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, is peace be with you.